Hello and welcome to the Biz Design Enterprise Architecture Podcast. My name is Will Scott, and in these podcasts, we talk to leaders in the areas of enterprise architecture and how they and their teams deliver value to their organizations in advancing strategy, optimizing operations, or reducing and managing risks. In this episode, I'm going to be talking to Angel Alonso, who's team lead for the Governance Risk and Compliance Practice at Mnemonic, along with Nick Reed, who's Chief Strategy Officer here at BizDesign. And we're going to be talking all about enterprise architecture's role within cybersecurity for the enterprise. So let's go to that interview now. So, gentlemen, welcome to the BizDesign podcast. It's a pleasure to have you both here. Um, I think it'd be useful for our listeners if you could both just introduce yourselves briefly, a little bit about your background and what you do today. And uh, Alonso, I'll begin with you. Uh, thank you. Um, where I start? It's not a, where I start with this one. I think I can just get back, actually, uh, from the university time. I started uh, the university in Spain, as you can as you can guess by my, my accent. Um, and by that time, um, there was not so much security or information security, IT security that you could study in that time. So I, I, I know I like it. Uh, I knew I knew this is something I wanted to work with, but there was not really any studies that you could take by that time. We are talking about um, before uh, 2000 or 2000, wasn't it? So. I need to to start in my career um, trying to actually get experience in security. So um, my background is very technical. Actually, I came from uh, my first work uh, uh, in security. It was actually analyzing virus in a in a uh, malware lab in Spain. Afterwards, I moved to another to another place, and I continue in the in the information security and new things. Um, around 13 years ago, I moved to Norway, and I I still continue there uh, working technically as an uh, as a penetration tester and quality assurance for a for a browser. And in the last 12 years, I've been in the company that uh, that I'm representing today, that is called Mnemonic. Uh, Mnemonic uh, is a company that does everything in security. So that's perfect place to me to be when you are so interested in in the security. Um, I've been in different positions. I started uh, working with security information management, taking all the information together. But now at the moment, um, the last years, I've been in the governance risk and compliance space. Um, and part of this risk and compliance uh, um, work that we do is actually how you put together, uh, how you talk to different people, how you make understandable security concepts to people that is not, maybe not security, not much security, uh, they don't have so much security expertise, let's say. So in that process, one of the areas that I found very interesting to work with, and actually it's one of the areas I've been working in the last, in the last uh, uh, years, has been uh, security architecture. How how you architect security uh, into everything that you do because that's like what what the, what you have to do eventually if you want to follow the regulations out there. So that's a very interesting area that's the most focus in the last time. So all that technical expertise from before, all the risk assessments, all the governance uh, compliance uh, experience, and trying to put it together in a, in somehow uh, translated to enterprise architecture terms. 
today. Well, that's fantastic. It's a pleasure to have you here. And I know you're a deep subject matter expert on this area in particular. And so we're looking forward to getting your insights today. Um, Nick, how about you? Would you like to introduce yourself? Thanks, Will. Yeah. Uh, hi, I'm Nick Reed, Chief Strategy Officer at BizDesign. And I focus on our value proposition development and also strategic partnerships. And uh, my background is uh, in software for many, many years um, and in the enterprise architecture management space for the last 12 years or so. Uh, That's primarily on the uh, professional services and and customer success side, um, but always interested in um, creating new value for for customers and and solving real-world problems. uh, one of those problems that that seems to be coming up more and more in this space is dealing with risk uh, and and uh, different aspects of risk. So and cybersecurity in particular um, is something that you know we're getting a lot more interest in in recent times. Well, thanks, Nick. And I know both of you gentlemen spend a lot of your time working with real live end clients. So you're going to bring a real live uh, and actual uh, view of, of what's going on out there in the enterprise. So I'm going to begin with this first question for you, Alonzo. Um, you know, security concerns have been around as long as technology has been around. There's nothing new here. But when we think about cybersecurity, can you talk a little bit more about what's changed on the threat landscape and why this is more of a significant issue than it ever has been in the past? Do you share a bit more of your thoughts on that? You're completely right that uh, security has been always there because uh, there was been a, a word by everyone working in this one. But I think the biggest difference today is that we are more digitalized than ever before. So there is a clear digitalization journey. All the companies take more and more digital solutions. So they realize that IT is a critical component of, of, the, of, the, of the daily operations. Uh, and of course, when you have digital systems, you have threats related to, the, to those digital systems. And now you see all the time in the news. I mean, it's, uh, you see in the news, they have got a lot of a lot of publicity that something happens, that you get a ransomware, typical that you get all your files encrypted. That's happened, you see, all the time in the news. And it's getting more and more attention how this actually can affect very, very, very negatively. They have a huge negative impact on, on your operation. So, of course, people is getting more, more and more aware that you have something that you have to think about. You cannot, there cannot be an afterthought. You have to think on security as early as possible. Not only, not only that's the news also, I would, like to, I would like to say because, of course, you've seen the news, but why you seen the news? Many times you've seen the news because you have seen C-level guys being fired because having security breaches. You see a stock, uh, a stock going down because having security breaches. So there is a there is a really consequence of those things. Nevertheless, you have also a lot of um, a lot of new regulations that they're asking you to have security in place. GDPR from privacy for, for privacy is one example that you have big fines if you don't have if you cannot if you cannot so appropriate security. Uh, NIST directive also listed here in the Europe. I mean, there is a lot of directives that say you, you have to have security in place. You have to demonstrate that you have appropriate security. 
And that's uh, so what I'm hearing you saying is, you know, IT is no no longer just an adjunct to the business. It is intimately core to just about any business you can imagine. So the importance of securing that, um, you know, your cybersecurity is critical. Nick, I mean, we can't ignore what's happened over the past year with the pandemic. Has has the pandemic and the the uh, the you know the behaviors of remote working and things like that has that had a further sort of magnifying effect on on the importance of uh, cybersecurity? Well, it, it, it's changed the nature of uh, the risks and and the potential vulnerabilities. I think where um, a lot of working within offices. You know those those people are within the firewall of of that organization. They're on the local networks uh, of that organization. And uh, idea of you know having you know perimeter security um, is there. Whereas once everyone's distributed, maybe working from home, um, you know they're, they're they're connecting over different networks, possibly using uh, different uh, hardware and and, and uh, machines. And so it may not be quite at the same level of, of control of a, a central IT team. So, so I think it's not necessarily changing the, the fundamental nature of the threats, but uh, it, it's changing that, 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 that profile of, of the risks. And, and obviously there's different uh, angles uh, for uh, the, the the threats to to identify vulnerabilities, I think to use a, to use a military term, it's it's increased the attack surface area. I suppose they say that right. There's a larger attack surface area. Um, well, this is the enterprise architecture podcast. So, Nick, I'm going to go to you. Okay, cybersecurity. It's really important. It's an evolving threat landscape. It's getting more and more severe. So, what's that got to do with enterprise architecture and enterprise architects? What role does EA have? to do with uh, cybersecurity? That's a great question. And I think a few years ago, you would uh, struggle to find EA teams, you know, intimately involved in uh, cybersecurity use cases. And similarly, you'd probably find very few cybersecurity specialists uh, using EA techniques. Um, but I think what we've seen is, is given this prominent role of technology in in the core of of pretty much all businesses now, um, taking a a siloed approach to to security and risk management is is not really cutting it anymore. We're seeing increasing numbers of customers coming to us and saying, you know, we really need to get a better business perspective onto these risks and, and identify better approaches to, to how we're managing them uh, and not just managing these risks in a silo in, in technology, but actually being able to prioritize from a business perspective. And ultimately, you know, risks have to be owned and managed by, by business people based on business priorities and, and aligning business uh, investment with that. And so I think in the past, a lot of risk management approaches have essentially been like a glorified Excel list. You know, you have a list of risks, you assign an ownership of, of uh, someone to own each risk, and they've got to have a plan to, to close out that risk or manage it in some way. But that's all happening 
in a risk silo without that business context and 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 that visibility of business goals where you can really align and optimize those, those risk responses so you're advancing your your business strategy at the same time that you're managing those risks and and you know maybe alonso you have uh, some perspective on this as well um um, this match perfectly what we see also in the security in the security field. If if you look into the security role historically, it has been always the the guys they are down in IT, just doing their own thing in IT, doing probably even owning the risk. I completely agree with you. IT cannot own the risk. It has to be the business who understand the business who can take those those decisions. But historically it has been like this. Security is one part of IT, they have in their down. In the basement, they do their own things. I don't care. They will be a stopper for me. They will. They won't help me at all. And that's one of the changes also that we are seeing now. So, so the role of the security guy is starting to change a little bit more for just not to stop everything, not being the no guy, but more to be helping the organization. And I agree. If you, it's impossible to help the organization if you sit down in the basement. You have to understand what is the business. You have to understand how you can help them. Otherwise, it's impossible. And it's interesting, I'm just reflecting back on something you said earlier, Alonso, that this is now, uh, this is a board level care about, whereas maybe 10 years ago it wasn't, or 15 years ago it wasn't. But now we've seen, <coughs> excuse me, billions of dollars of market cap wiped off uh, a company who's mm -hmm. had a major security breach. And so, uh, Nick, to your point, this seems more deserving than an Excel spreadsheet and your classic sort of risk register now that it's become such an intimate and core part of most businesses and as you know a board level um care about uh alonso let me go to you because i know this is this is this this is the area that mnemonic you know spends a lot of time thinking about and i know you spend uh, a lot of time building up a repository of frameworks and standards um can you talk a little bit more about those frameworks and standards and particularly how they're used within enterprise architect and an enterprise architecture tool uh, specifically the biz design horizon platform um, as you mentioned, Mnemonic, we do only security. So we work only with uh, a cyber security. Um, within cyber security, we can deliver all the disciplines. So, so what, what we, we are doing, or we, we have done now with our framework is actually put together all that knowledge in a way that can be reusable, in a way that can, use, that can be used uh, by others. Um, to do that, is where, where we have started to use uh, Biz Design, or we have created our framework in, in Biz Design. Because what we have done is to put all those frameworks, all that knowledge, all, all in somehow connected to each other. So we are so we can have the traceability that actually we didn't have before. We 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 can show that actually we we cover all 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 the spectrum in security. Just to mention a little bit of the of how we think about uh, how we connect things together. What we created or our framework is based on um, on provide traceability. So we want to provide traceability from you have a business objective on the top. Um, those business objectives are um, or could be affected by potential threat events, risk that could be affected or can can have a negative impact in those in those business objectives on those threats those threat events that we have identified that we try to gener generalize typical ransomware mentioned before is one typical example of a threat that everyone is worried. So based on that you have a threat 
that is specifically ransomware. And the ransomware will affect my business capability to, for example, provide my my um, I don't know line of uh, line of um, of products or maybe transactions. So based on on those threats, um, we have put together different frameworks that we do is connect. We have a threat event. We connect to a specific control objectives. We call it control objectives in terms of what can I do to mitigate that threat, to mitigate the probability of that risk happening to me. There is a lot of th uh, frameworks out there. Uh, out there, we we for example, we map a lot of them. But basically, we have used cybersecurity framework from NIST, NIST cybersecurity framework as one of the core components there, connecting to Mitra. Also, we use Mitra techniques to define our threat events. And from cybersecurity framework, we have mapped down to continue that trustability to different control uh, frameworks. Um, one of the, for example, uh, uh, we use NIS 853 as one of the control frameworks to actually say, okay, now I know that to mitigate this risk, I should have this control objective. How I do that? So that control objective, I can achieve it by implementing these specific technical controls. In that way, we can manage to connect all those dots together. And of course, uh, if you go even farther down, you could connect to your specifically technological stack. How we do this? What means this control in my Azure environment? What means this control in my AWS environment? So we connect everything together. So the, the important thing is that we can justify that this control this have down here is actually there because they have a meaning. They have an objective to support this business. And at the same time, we get the opposite direction. This business here is supported by so many different controls. So we can somehow justify that this they are appropriate to your risk. And nevertheless, they are, you don't use in or you are not implementing controls that you don't need. That's fantastic. And so it sounds like you can, if you've got an existing implementation of Business Science Horizon, for example, you can essentially plug in your flame framework directly and get a very fast start on helping improve your cybersecurity position and maybe connecting it to existing objects, whether that's you know business capabilities or objectives and things like that. Um, so we're not reinventing the wheel, we're using leading practice from NIST and, and the various other organizations you mentioned. So Nick, let me go to you and sort of in closing your thoughts on this. So obviously we don't wanna deal with anything in a silo. Um, can you talk about the benefits of now uh, an enterprise architecture team putting their arms around cybersecurity and including that as part of their existing portfolio of things like application portfolio management, IT lifecycle management, capability-based planning, business processes, all those sort of things. Can you talk about how this further enhances the picture of the current and future state the enterprise architects can draw by now including cybersecurity as one of the elements of their, their remit? So when EA teams are uh, helping drive the transformation and evolution of, of their enterprises. When when you're thinking about which capabilities do we need for our, to do, to achieve our, our future business goals, you know, risk is an incredibly important part of the overall picture of of achieving those goals. So when you're talking about transforming, you're typically aiming to balance the speed of change with the cost of change and also the risk of change or the, the risk to achieving those objectives. And I think what, what Alonso 
said is incredibly important there that you have to be able to make sense of the risks that, that you face. And if you're doing that risk analysis in a silo within a technology function or security function, you actually don't have the business context to really understand, well, which of these risks need to be top priority and, and which of these risks are lower priority. And, and the danger is you end up spending far too much time and effort and money on risks that are not important because you don't have the ability to really understand the business impacts of those risks and, and the, the likelihood of those impacts occurring to make the best decisions about how you do that. So so first part is enabling a much better prioritization of which risks you're addressing. The second part, as Alonso uh, alluded to uh, when he talked about the, the alignment with, with technology strategy, is how you optimize your response to those risks. So again, if you're working in a silo, just looking to address each individual risk, you may apply a control to close out that risk or manage that risk, but it may not actually align with where you're headed in the big picture of your organization. And it may not be advancing your, your strategy, be that a, a, an IT strategy or business strategy. And so where the EA techniques come in is really to help connect the dots to enable that, that business perspective on the analysis of how you're treating risk. So you're designing optimal responses and risk treatments that actually advance your strategy in line with managing those risks. So absolutely, um, you know, I think that there's a, a good partnership to be had for EA teams and their security teams where they're both adding value to each other's practices by, by joining forces and, and you know, using EA techniques to provide a business lens onto that uh, security, cybersecurity risk management practice. And at the same time, the, the cybersecurity practice is adding value to the EA practice by bringing in that, that a much more uh, sophisticated risk analysis dimension into EA. And so, um, you know, it's interesting. I've heard a number of words repeated throughout this, and I think it's the promise of EA is to make decisions better and faster. And by decisions, we mean investments and how to change things. And as you, I know, Nick, you've talked about this before. This is all about connecting the dots and contextualizing the decision that has to be made. So making decisions is not necessarily the hard thing, knowing what decision to make first and what's the right thing to prioritize with enterprise architectures, tools, and techniques. We can contextualize those uh, cybersecurity investment decisions and make, you know, do, do, do the, do the most important things first. Um, so that's great. So gents, I'm going to hand it over to you. If you want to give some closing thoughts, Alonso, I'd love to hear what your closing thoughts are on this. And, and then Nick, I'll go to you as well. Maybe building, building up, uh, um, in your last comment there, Nick, um, also in addition to, to get this, uh, prioritize some better investment. Also remember, there is a lot of regulations out there that they tell you, you have to have a risk-based approach. You have to have appropriate security, but no one says what means that to you. So I get, uh, uh, my, my, my hypothesis here is by doing this, by doing this traceability, connecting these dots, you have actually a justification that you can show if they came as a regulator, uh, uh, for a month or there, they can also 
this is how we do it, and this is why we think that this is the right way, this is the appropriate way for us. And that's it's not an easy task out there when no one's tell you how to do it. Right, yeah, you're spot on. So Nick, any closing thoughts for you? Well, I think um, this this is an area I think has has huge potential both for for biz design and our customers, and um, I think it's a great value add to to leverage more value from the the EA models that our customers have already have, and so uh, I'm certainly uh, very interested to engage with biz design customers who, who see an opportunity to, to get more value from their existing EA practices uh, in, in, in partnership with Mnemonic. So, uh, yeah, delighted to hear any uh, interest there that, that we can uh, support. And it sounds to me, I mean, oftentimes we hear from EA teams, you know, how do we get more relevance with the organisation? It sounds like there's not a more poignant or important topic for an EA enterprise architecture team to attach themselves to than cybersecurity, uh, you know, reducing the risk and protecting the reputation of the organization they work for, as we said, is, is a board level care about. This is a C-level care about. So, gentlemen, I'd like to thank you both for your time today. Um, it was a pleasure having you on here. And uh, I'd also like to thank our listeners as well for tuning in. But Alonzo, Nick, thank you for your time today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Very much. Well, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Alonzo and Nick. And I thought it was really fascinating the way enterprise architecture can really add value to the cybersecurity teams by allowing them to better contextualize the investment decisions that they make in shoring up an enterprise's cybersecurity defense mechanisms. In addition, I encourage you to have a look at Mnemonic's report on enterprise architecture and cybersecurity, and you can get that by going to www.mnemonic.no slash MESA, that's M-E-S-A, and a link for that report will also be included in the description for this podcast. For more podcasts, blogs, and recorded webinars, please visit us at bizdesign.com, where there is a wealth of information available. And if you'd like to tell your EA story and feature on this podcast, then please email me, Will Scott, at podcast at bizdesign.com. BizDesign is a leader in the area of enterprise architecture software and supports enterprise architecture teams in delivering value to their organizations with a key focus on the value outcomes of strategy advancement, operational efficiency, and reducing risk. Thanks for your time today.